That's fair. Man, you know, my I'm internet's least, being weird. I'm at least... At least what I got out of this is I should watch other things by Cloverworks that aren't this. Yeah, Cloverworks does good stuff, um, but... The animation was great, the writing was shit. Yeah. That's about the writing wasn't even, that. like, always shit, though. Like, at points, it was really good. <coughs> to be honest. They Game of Thrones did. <coughs> they Game of Thrones did. They, they did, kind of. Basically, we, we got... You know, last week we had some game of thrones comparisons and this week we got the on the on the worst side of game of thrones comparisons but you uh, know what we got this week boys we got a 45 uh, second intro let's go welcome to the anybody's podcast <laughs> i'm alex uh i'm jacob and uh matt you can Oh, I, I thought you were introducing me. You said and. No, Matt, well, you've been here before. You're back we don't. This week, yeah, so. we don't have to introduce well, you again. This is yeah. This is another Matt episode. Welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he was too scared to do a Kame got kill because of how much it touched his heart the first time true. he did it. It's true. Yes. If we did a Kame got kill together and somebody said anything bad about Big Bro, I might have just killed myself on on recording. Whoa, would you have uh, Agame got killed yourself? I would have Akame got killed myself so hard that uh probably would have spawned some sort of like a boss trauma monster. You know, would and you have, uh, uh, that's turned pretty... into an egg. Yeah, I, I no, certainly hope so. No, Jacob, that's how I know you didn't watch the show properly. They clearly well, said that's a femboy. So, no, but he. Boy, nobody cares we about boys. We can talk suicides. about the sexism now, if you want. Because no, that one, that's an issue that, that I a... have. But uh, I would like to talk about the show we uh, watched this week, uh, which was Wonder Egg Priority. Um, but before we do that, what have uh, y'all been up to? We'll start with Matt. Well, it's been a busy week for yours truly. I, uh, I've done nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um. No, in this last week, I've played a bunch of NBA 2K21 nice. and then realized I hate NBA 2K21. So That's fair. I mean, yeah. you can only realize that after you think that you love something truly. You know, I'm pretty sure I hated NBA 2K20 and 2K19. So this feel like a... Most of the 2Ks before it sans like 13, which was good. So is this like a Stockholm Syndrome thing with 2K? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think it's just like I've gotten into the habit, so uh, it's just who I am now. I buy the games, I play the games, I hate the games, and uh, then I watch anime and feel better. Fair enough. How, uh, how about you? You feel better? Oh. Oh, go ahead. Did you, you, uh, did you feel better watching anime this week, Matt? Uh, yes, but it wasn't the anime we were prescribed. Oh. <laughs> what, uh, what anime did you watch? I went back and watched Skate again. Oh, that's oh, my boy. Yeah, that's a that's a feel-good one. Was that your mouthwash for Wonder Egg? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, especially prominent somewhere towards the end, but not even after the end. I uh, I actually had to take a break before finishing. Yeah, I took multiple breaks, but we'll get into that. But uh, 
So if you guys want to know how we feel about Wonder Egg Priority, there's a, there's a little glimpse into things. Um, but, well, we have some nice things to feel. say. Uh, we have a lot of nice things to say, but as I an overarching sentiment. Only? No, only three? Jeez. Only okay. three. But, uh, no, yeah, let's, 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 let's get into it. No, no, hold well, on, Matt. I, we don't know what Jake has been up to. I don't care what Jacob's been up to. We don't I know care. what Alex did this week either. I, I don't read... care what Alex did this week either. Whoa, we asked you. I'm just kidding. Hey. You Whoa. guys know I love you both dearly. Oh, please. We don't want to make any more trauma monsters. <laughs> yeah. You better be nice to me before it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> But seriously, I'm, I'm goal-oriented though, so you could never, you could never drive me to a self harm. <laughs> but uh, this week I, I read uh, a little more into Blade of the Immortal. Got through the first, or I got through the second and third volume, and that was uh, pretty sweet. Um, I watched the same anime that both of you watched as well, and then I got to watch the first episode of eighty six as my mouthwash for wonder egg because i i put it i i got a few episodes in and then i took a break and then i got a few more episodes in and took a break it was it was not a bingeable one for me by any means personally so uh i got to read some more into 86 as well and uh yeah that's about it for me mostly other than just playing some games but uh what about you alex uh, I also watched uh, the same show that you both watched this week, and I loved most of my minutes watching it, so no mouthwash needed except after brushing my teeth. Uh, and I read uh, some more of Demon Slayer. I'm currently at the part where three Hashira and an angry boy are fighting the like upper moon demon one, and this fight's like really good. Like, I don't even care about Muzan anymore. Like, I just want this. I just want Upper Moon One Demon. Uh, to be honest, it's a, it's not as bad as Cars and uh, Wamu because I still really like Cars, but Wamu just really does have a special place in my heart. Um, and then I also actually started eighty six uh today. Um. I do have one thing that I find funny, and I don't think it's a spoiler, um, is that the first, like, 86 that dies was the only 86 that actually had brown skin. And knowing that the show's about racism, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like, wrong, but at the same time, very funny. <laughs> um, he was the only one with dark brown skin. Because, yep. you know, since our anime is whitewashed, those people are technically supposed to be darker skinned. As is like it, a, they're they're supposed to they're supposed to be like um like lighter skinned Asians I believe yeah whereas the the white pigs are supposed to be white people. Mm. Oh, well, as the only person who has not seen any of eighty six in this podcast, I'm uh I'm a little a little <laughs> wary of what I'm getting into now, but uh. It's it's, it's thematic it's racism. Feeling... It's not... Yeah, it's it's thematic racism. It's I I'm just gonna let the show come at me how it is. I do wish the mechs were cooler, 
but I understand that the mechs are supposed to look like there's not a person inside of them. And those mechs do not look like there's a person inside of them. So my only other thing oh. was cleared up in episode two, like even if it was super quick. So whenever we like get to that episode, I may have some questions about the light novel. Uh, there. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'll uh, have to keep an open mind about that. But, uh, yeah, it's, all, it's only like 11 uh, episodes. Let's jump off a building into Wonder Egg Priority. <laughs> oh, right. My goodness. Um, so, Wonder Egg Priority uh, was an anime original uh, done by Cloverworks. It actually came out this year, started January 13th, and ended on March 31st. So, that that giant gap uh, between the episode 12 and the special, uh, I did have to keep that in mind for parts of it. But have either of y'all heard of the show before? Um, I had heard of it from you, and I had heard of it from a couple other friends, and I had heard mixed things from both you and them. So I was uh, a little okay. conflicted, but the synopsis, it sounded it sounded interesting to me. Uh, you know, everything, it, it looked cool. It, uh, Cloverworks has... I've only I think I've only seen one thing by them, but I really liked it. It was the first season of uh The Promised Neverland. I don't plan to watch the second season for reasons we won't be discussing in this podcast, but do you Oh no, we can totally talk about it. Yeah. Well I just uh, don't want to take the time yeah. for it. It's not it's yeah, they, not worth it. They fucked it. They shit the bed. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah. We'll just intentionally but, uh, as well. Yeah, um, what about you, Matt? Had you heard of it? No, I had not heard of this until it was mentioned to me by you, actually, Jake. Um, it was pitched to me as being somewhat like Digimon. <laughs> so, naturally, I said yes. I uh, was joking when I said it was like Digimon. Uh, and I made it clear that I was only saying that because there were eggs. But, uh... I mean, they do get that digital being monsters. Said, I, I don't think they're digital. Pretty sure they're like <sighs> tangible. We're gonna, yeah. They have yeah, math. They're, they're a little more fantasy oriented. But so are Digimon. You can I touch thought, Digimon. You know what? That's fine. That's fair. They, they, they eat, are they in a digital world. Too. When they are yeah. in the Digiverse, they are also digital. Yeah. And, but yeah, no, we can talk about that uh, later. Um, I actually watched this show uh, weekly while it was airing. And that was a, that was a hard experience because I was really like pulled into the show, like episode one. So I wanted a lot of answers and I had a lot of questions. Um, spoiler alert now, if you haven't watched the show at all. You don't really get them. Like, you get them, but you don't get a resolution. So, or at least not a not a great resolution here. So, right. I, and I think yeah. that's really the unfortunate thing, is that they do such a great job of building it towards the middle of the series that 
it just feels downright bad when you're left with the very little bit of wrap-up that you're given, or very little bit of closure that you're given. Yeah, they had two chances at an ending, and they... I Honestly, the second one was much worse. It, yeah, honestly, the, the 13th episode, the special, came out about a month after the 12th episode that was meant to be the original finale. Uh, like three months. Was it yeah. three months? I thought it was a month. Yeah. My bad. I three apologize. Years. No, it was a whole anime season. Like, but, 86 but came and went you. in between. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That, that goes to show you they had the time to sit back and analyze what they had already put out and the reactions to it. And somehow they I... came to the conclusion that they should double down on the vague ending that they stuck with in 12 Whoa. and made it even worse in 13 in my opinion and uh fun little uh <laughs> easter egg i found here um apparently around episode uh or around episode eight whenever we got that recap episode that became a recap episode because uh the staff didn't finish an episode by the deadline so they yep. had to throw that uh recap episode out there so maybe that's why things kind of yeah no that's getting an actual ending the there was a lot of a lot of issues like like i was telling you i was reading up on like the production of the show and it was kind of they wanted to give a bunch of like young talented new animators and directors a chance to shine on a project um to show how 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 talented they truly were to the industry. And I think on the animation side, they did a fantastic job. But there was a major disconnect between one of the directors and one of the writers, um, essentially about sexism and suicide. Um, and that led to some conflicting issues on the show, um, which are pretty apparent. Because I feel like up until about episode 9 or 10 we could have either gone like really into exploring the trauma and a lot of those aspects that the show presented or we just could have leaned fully into this like weird sci-fi fantasy adventure thing and they were trying to do like a weird mix of both while trying to gloss over some issues that they were clearly bringing up either directly or subliminally through some of the characters so it's just right, like, it's, so, it's so frustrating. Sorry. I I will cut I'll 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 cut some slack here because Cloverworks is a, a relatively new studio and they've done some great stuff in their time, but they are really getting some consistency issues between uh what I'm seeing here. Uh like they they don't have a lot of stuff to even watch in the first place since they're relatively new, but uh between this and the Promised Neverland watching, it's uh well, seems like some uh, loved... early studio inconsistencies. Let's see. Darling and the Franks is not good. Um Bunny Girl Senpai I've heard, I know... yeah, I've heard Bunny Girl Senpai is pretty decent. Um, um I've not ooh. personally watched it. I'm interested too. Ooh, they did Balance Unlimited, which is also not another great show, but I love it. 
Um, is it because one of the main characters is really hot? Possibly. He may be. But I also just like the show. Um, Hori Mia's good. I love Fairy Tale. And then they, I guess they do like a lot of the shoot off, like fate stuff. Yeah, they haven't done a lot of like full series though. So they're, they're still pretty fresh here. So I, I can't really blame them for botching it, but getting like some of these bigger projects and like, it's, it's kind of like victims of their own success in a way because like promise Neverland's they're they're biting off a little more than they can chew, but I look forward to see seeing what they do in the future. They've, uh, cause they, they really did some nice work on the, the animation here. And I hope we, well, I think that's a, that's a strong base to build from because writing is something that you can kind of have a little bit of input from other other kind of departments within the whole project. Uh, animation is something that is pretty particularly and solely dedicated sure. to... And plus, personally, for me, like, script-wise, like, everything that I have an issue with, they could easily fix just by doing a second season. Like, at least for me, personally. I, I'm not too sure about you two. It would definitely soften my criticism of the special yeah. and the 12th episode. Um, to have at least something following those up so the end end of the series isn't this big, vague, broad, okay, I'm in, like, no, let's the adventure. start the adventure. You know what? Let's 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 hop into this show. And what like, better way to hop into this show than talking about yeah, well, those OPs and EDs? Um, Jacob, would you like to to start us off here on the OP? Uh, yeah, the song I fucking hated it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay that one out there. It's <laughs> I fortunately you don't have to hear it till the second episode, so it's not your very first impression of the show. Uh, but yeah, I did not love it. Um, in fact, in the second episode, it's hard to tell that an OP has even started because the beginning of the OP kind of just seems like every fucking little passing of time scene that we get. Uh, but then you hear the music and you're like, oh yeah, this is probably the OP. And then the credits come on and they're like, oh yeah, this is the OP. But, uh, the song, it's like, it's, it's just kind of boring. Like it made me want to go to sleep. Uh, visually, it's very cool. They put like the the real world like images into it, uh, which is interesting. It's unique. Uh, but yeah, I will say um, I listened to this one a second time just to uh, just to really make sure that this was going to be my final opinion that it wasn't going to be something that like grew on me. And then I skipped it every time after. Uh, it's not great. But uh, how about you two? Whichever one of you wants to talk about this OP. Now, I actually find that hilarious because my take would be the exact opposite of yours. Um, as far as the OP goes, I thought the song was great because I felt like it kind of matched the theme of like the egg world that they travel to being 
this like dream world so the song being something that is a little softer slower more monotonous puts you kind of looking at it like it would be like it would line up well with a metronome i guess like it would be a trance like almost but um as far as like the photorealism that they inserted into the op i thought that was disgusting disgusting uh just just it had no place in there it it, it didn't fit uh half of the scenes that they made photorealistic it were was, completely yeah, unrelated I will, to I will say anything it was a, at all. It was a bold and, and seemingly like sort of unmotivated I don't choice. Know. But I thought it's it odd. was it was something different. And you know, I'm always I'm always willing to credit them for doing something bold and they animated it yeah, well. Yeah, it was animated well, so I give mean, them points for breaking probably, the mold. But probably really fucking hard to do i feel that, that they well, did it in but, the you know, wrong way props to them uh what about you alec um, what were what were you feeling i was feeling that i really enjoyed the song itself i enjoyed the uh progression from the more somber sound in the beginning that it had to the slightly more cheerful upbeat a little bit at the end, and then that little crack after it shows, after it kind of fades to black there at the end, got me every time. Uh, I I personally enjoyed the uh, the integration of the real world as well because it it was you know something different, and they were going out of their way to like make sure that the op at least stood out for in some some different aspect other than it just kind of being a real paint by numbers um opening and then i also like the that i just casually kind of walks past each of the other three girls that will be like having some time with throughout the show so that was that was my my thoughts uh what'd y'all think about the ending now the ending it, it was uh it was nothing like outstanding but it had a real funky song and the pictures were cool we get to see the photos of all these little buddies it's like wow they're all friends now yeah i i like the choice of them using the almost like photography frames yeah like you could see it on a polaroid almost if there were that white border around each of the stills they used and it would be something vintage and it yeah. would fit perfectly with the it's song a, being it's a funny that you say polaroid because actually my like only two notes were that i like the song and that i like that the the pictures look like they could be like either polaroids or like postcards i mean that's all the ending right. that's all the ending really is so right like they, they complement each then. other well that's the whole ending yeah but that's the thing, is their ending was so much simpler than the opening, and it, it just seemed and also, so much I, I, I need to say this, because I forgot to write nicer, this in my notes, I guess. but uh, it, it was a little weird when we get this dark ending, and then it pops into that funky little beat with all of them being friends on the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Monon dies. Yeah. 
insert happy <laughs> like i think it was the here. end of 10 and 11 where it just ends with this dark shit and then we just pop into this little funky fucking song and we're seeing pictures of all of them happy all right it's like none of them are yeah. happy at least not right now um but okay i guess uh might as well dive into the show so, episode one, um, after the uh, death of her best friend Koito, I has uh, a young Ioto has begun staying home from school every day because she just, you know, she was getting bullied before Koto got there, and then Koito jumped off the roof, and then she's like, you know, I kind of don't want to go to school anymore. Um, and, you know, her mom was at least being very supportive of her. And, uh, one day, she ends up talking to a cicada who asks her some questions and uh, tells her to uh, follow him or follow them uh, down this, like, little tunnel where we see uh, an egg in, like, an incubation, like, machine, machine for a second. And they uh, tell her that the, uh, the first one is free and to crack it whenever she's ready. Um, and that will grant. I do like that the yeah. first one was free. It was really uh, symbolic of how like capitalism kind of like fate and hooks yeah. you. With that. And like, um, you know, as it's like it's like how they warn you about drugs, how they're going to give them to you for free. And yeah, the first one's always free. And uh, I also forgot to mention so, that uh, down wherever she goes. Oh, the head of heterochromia. Yeah, oh. I does have heterochromia, and uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's uh, where one eye is different colors than the other. Um, she has one like, which is you, coolest fucking shit. If you've uh, if you were here for the Love Chinevia Chinevio and Other Delusions episode, it might uh, look pretty familiar to you because it is the exact same color it scheme is. as uh, Rika's eyes. Mm-hmm. Not the Rika, yeah, this anime. The Rika, yeah, Rika with two Ks. Now, uh, interesting thing about heterochromia: it is incredibly common in cats and dogs due to you know generations of inbreeding and whatnot, or different breed specifications. But uh, in humans, it's actually incredibly rare. Um. Uh, as far as genetic mutations, I believe being a ginger, which is the subset of specifically having red hair, freckles, and the pale skin, which does not necessarily have to be UV sensitive, though it often is because it is pale, uh, is more common than the one genetic mutation alone of heterochromia. You know, this is actually more common than I thought, though, because I just Googled it, and it is apparently, uh, in the U.S., there are 1 in 200,000 cases per year in the U.S. Or, sorry, more than, uh, hmm. yeah, more than 200,000, sorry. Uh, do but you have a tab open to Google whether or not it's something that can be corrected? I feel like that's a thing that people would do. Well, most people, it's not actually super noticeable, because one eye is like a, um, it's like that, like, hazelish brown, and then the other one's, like, green. So they, like, you can't really tell unless they're, it's, like, really illuminated. 
that's the most common form of it. Having like a straight up like blue eye with a hazel eye is not that common. Which is what yeah. uh eye has. Eye eye. But yeah, most people like actually diagnosed with it are more on that like uh what's it? the guy that plays the fucking Witcher dude has it. And the the Witcher Enrique show. Veal. Yeah, that guy. Superman. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got well it. the Man of Steel for uh well, particular like reasons. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Hope man. <laughs> but yeah, he's got it. Uh, not super noticeable because of his eye color, though. Okay. Um, no, but I forgot to uh, mention that uh, they that she meets Akka and Ura Akka. Um, who are actually the people that give her the egg, uh, that they will grant her a wish. Puppet boys. Um, yes, the good old puppet they boys. They appear to be somewhere uh, between sack boys from uh, Little Big Planet and crash test dummies from, like, Mythbusters. Yeah, I liked them. That is actually a very accurate description. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, anyways, uh, I ends up breaking the egg in a dream, and she uh, hatches a young girl who ended up committing suicide. Uh, now, um, sorry to interrupt, just for a little bit of elaboration on her cracking this egg in the dream, she hears a voice coming from a paper towel dispenser that morphs to have a mouth no, 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 and no. tells her to break it. That's a toilet paper roll, Matt. Yeah. Well, it, it was a toilet paper, paper towel, roll. Toilet paper. You know what? This is if why you're desperate enough for the same Matt, thing. Because you don't know the difference. Oh, God, Matt. I don't use brawny paper towels to wipe my bum bum after I make a mud pie. I thought I you use... were going to say you don't use toilet paper. <laughs> no, I'm too poor for toilet paper. I have a bidet. Just an install of a day. Yeah. yeah. You still need to wipe after a bidet. It's going to get real gross down there if you don't. What, you think I'm afraid of some sort of fungal yeah. infection between my cheeks? It's just, you need you I need less so. toilet paper. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, the young uh, girl briefs eye on the rules of the egg world as they are attacked by little Sino evils. Which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it Karomi. right now. Because God. I, it took a second, but the Sino evils—they're so fucking cute. They're like <laughs> little jumping jelly beans. They—they they got this funky little music behind them. They're my favorite characters in the show. There yeah, was a, okay. there was a midway point where I thought yeah. they might, they might have uh, had their slot taken, but some things happened that changed that back, and the Sino evils take the cake here. <laughs> um. I thought they really looked a lot like the uh, the little coconut monsters from Moana. Actually, yeah, the reason <laughs> I wanted Matt to watch this as yeah. soon as possible when I messaged him was like, hey, dude, you got to see these little jumping jelly bean buddies. They're, they're real cute. And they are adorable. Like, I get, I get that they're called evil, and they also have knives and shit. But they fucking like trip over their feet whenever they turn a corner. It's so cute. It's it's just really hard not to like 
I was rooting for him the whole way. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. They they deserve it. Do you think they ever got kills, or do you think it was always the boss monsters? Dude, one of them had to frag, right? I mean, they killed Rika once. No, that was never mind. That was a wonder killer that got Rika. Um. Okay, but anyways, they they're attacked. I is kind of freaking out. She has a little flashback. Um, thinking about Koito comes to the realization that her uh, apathy kind of dealt like kind of helped lead to her death and then her pin transforms into a uh, giant mace and she successfully crushes the wonder killer um i then learns that there are more girls just like the one she saved and the more of them that she saves the higher chance that koito will return now uh, jacob oh you said something to me that was disturbing um early on in your watch and i didn't know if you wanted to talk about that now. well i do have one thing to I'll say talk about, about that episode later one which is that uh koito really gave me a bad vibe this whole time she just yeah. fucking goes into this chick's home like <laughs> when they just meet and fucking gets in her very like private bed area that has like the little fucking bed tent which are like a like a covered <laughs> wagon like canopy over it yeah you can buy those by the way for like that's pretty cool though online uh, if anyone's if I, interested, in I'd have that bet. Interesting, um, but uh, yeah, she yeah. just goes in there and then like hugs her, and it's like you just met her. Are you good? Like this, there's something going on here. But uh, yeah, I think the thing you're talking about is how I said her weapon just kind of sucks. It's a yeah. fucking pen um, mace. Like, that's awesome. What do you mean? <laughs> It's one of my least favorite weapons in anime. Uh, actually, you know, watching this right, entire right, thing, Jacob. I wish we had just watched One Piece. As much as I'm against that. Okay, so thoughts on the pen mm. mace. I very, we can watch very much expected it to do multiple things. Because it was one of those multicolor pens with the different levers you can click down on Dude, each side. For for like red, yellow, blue, green. But it just—it was yeah. just a larger pen that she hit people with the end of. Dude, it was so lame, especially like compared to Rika's shit. Yeah, Rika's weapon was cool. Okay, but we'll get back to it. Rika's weapons, but a, like Rika's weapons, a little sadder too. Well, yeah, yeah, like that one has maybe that one has fucking, a lot of like like story. Okay, okay. Well, if I may ask, um, what do you, if you're comfortable? Um, whenever you were in school and you were having like anxiety or something, did you use a pen to tap with? Uh, kind of like this. Yes, I mean, I but that's, pen, that's but... just like an ADHD thing, which I have, and also like that does not make me any more like that doesn't make this weapon any more appealing to me. In fact, it, it almost it, makes it. Worse I know. Whenever that. To... Damn. Whenever I realized that's what it was, that it kind of clicked in my brain, and it made me like it even more, because I, I really like the weapon myself. That's another problem in this anime that I have an issue with, the, like, low-hanging fruit sort of thing, like, making you, like, they, like, spoon-feed you all this stuff that's not hard to realize to try to, like, make you feel like a smart audience member, and I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a big dummy. So, 
anything that's seed my And another ego. anime that does that, that also this first episode really reminded me of, and uh, apparently the more popular comparisons are Madoka Magica and um, what was that other one you said? Flip-floppers? Yeah, apparently that, those are the most common ones, but a slightly less common one yeah. that I... Uh, I was, I'm not the first person to say it, but there are a couple people that were like comparing it. And based off just this first episode, it feels a lot like a serial experiment plane. Uh, it does start to get more of the Madoka Magica vibes in the later episodes. I haven't seen Flip Flappers to uh, know which parts of it really compare to that one. But uh, except uh, for really like the lane, it does not. Uh, Lane just kind of throws a lot of shit out there, and if you figure it out, it's fine. And if you don't, like, you know, you can still observe the story, but, you know, it's kind of on you. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't mind either way, um, to be honest. I, I just thought it was a nice little touch there that wasn't, like, too on the nose or anything. If she... I like um, if it was a temporary weapon it would have been fine but since it was her weapon for the entire anime it I I did not like that. Right, who knows maybe in the uh in the hopeful season 2 we'll get the different colors doing different things. Is there going to be a season 2 because they called the I was called not the, led to believe that from what I read. They called the special like a, I have the conclusion no... to the series. How is that a conclusion. That's, that's we'll talk about. We're... That's the problem. Yeah, that's we'll, why we hate it. We'll talk about it. Let that's no. Why I... I'm so frustrated. Why I'm so I fucking agree. confused. So, anyways, after uh, saving uh, the girl from the egg, I of course goes back to get another one. There, she meets a young woman named Nero who appears to be buying a bunch of eggs. Little girl boss has um, her briefcase um, out collecting those things. <laughs> Actually, yeah, this, I, that's later, I believe. Uh, she she has the hospital episode before she gets her next egg, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, she, she oh, collapses oh, at breakfast. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh yeah, yeah, she collapses at, she collapses the next morning at breakfast because of the injury she sustained. Goes to the hospital, has like a, I believe like a, like a scene in her head thinking about the Koito and then runs to go get another yeah. egg. And, and everybody's like, when, where do, where do yeah, I go? And that's when she sees and then, collecting like a dozen eggs in her suitcase. Sorry, guys, I was just really focused on watching the show the first two episodes, so I didn't write too big of notes. I'm kind of just going off fair, of the episode, guys. there here. never ends up being a large significance to the injuries coming into the real world. Yeah, so something that's that, explained early on is, I think it's actually explained to her by the girl she saved in episode one. No, I think the uh, Basically, yeah. as yeah, long as she protects her eyes and her heart, it doesn't matter what kind of injuries she sustains in Egg World because back in the real world, mm-hmm. she'll die. Um, yeah, if she waits long enough in Egg World, all of her injuries will go away. Pretty much. Yeah. But she did not wait yeah, long enough. If you enough. die in Egg World, you die for real. Rip Menman. 
Um, but anyway, so yeah, I tries to become friends with Nero, and uh, Nero says no thanks. Um, so in Ai's next dream, she is... Uh, they do exchange numbers, though, past- because Nero is they do. so... <laughs> is so dedicated to not being friends that she wants to make sure they don't show up on the same day to buy an egg again. <laughs> Which has some yeah, doesn't very she... Edward Norton... Because uh, there aren't multiple hours in the day, right? Fight <laughs> club <laughs> vibes with uh, Marla Singer. Yes, they're divvying up their different support groups that they would go to and fake illnesses for. And it's like, I'll go Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, you take Monday, Wednesday, and we'll alternate Fridays. Yeah, and then she's like, no, I want <laughs> testicular cancer. It's like, you don't even have testicles. Really um, great energy there. What a good movie. Um. Anyways, so the next uh, young lass that I must protect is, is a young gymnast who committed suicide after enduring abuse from her coach. Um, I, uh, kind of struggles with fighting the coach, um, there for a little bit and realizes that not only her own lack of confidence, but Minami's lack of confidence were really like some big issues that they needed to fix. So I grabs Minami's ribbon, uses it to help her destroy the wonder killer. Can we talk about the milkers um, on that wonder killer though? Those, those things, I'd those rather, things shot pain. I'd, that was kind of freaky. Yeah, where's she? You, where is she on your waifu power rank? Oh, Shrieko? not very high. But I like it's. I'm just like I'm not expecting this because we have like 14 year old girls fighting for like these these fucking like people that have committed suicide, and then we just see big old fucking saggy naggy the coach, and she's just she's just squirting fucking paint out of her titties as the boss mode, and it's like why? Why is this? Why is this the character design? Especially with the first Wonder Killer we saw being what was essentially a normal schoolgirl with her eyes like shaded over like they were hidden to show that she was like anonymous. Um, yeah, she got the hentai sense. And then she had a big old mouth for like the rich girl laugh. Uh, and it was all about how like this anonymous girl or some anonymous girl was bullying the first girl into suicide uh so the wonder killers are like built from their own trauma but we go from something simple in design like that to what could only be described as i think if i mean i was joe's and fairy tale made a bad guy together dude there's no way that like I've never seen anything like that in, like, anything that was actually supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah, but no, it's it's like, real bad. I, but I did like the fact that I, like, I, I was evolved. fine with it. I dug it. Yeah, I didn't really care. Like, I'm not, I'm no. not, I'm not saying this is a diss on the thing. I'm like, because I, I, I'm saying this should be taken seriously, but I've just never seen anything designed like that unless it was in like some fucking like super weird niche hentai. <laughs> but um and uh I don't know. I think it's kind of funny that they look so goofy, but it also kind of fits a little bit because it's it's meant to be like an amalgamation yeah. of all of this 14 to like 17-year-old girl's trauma. So like imagine a 
teenage girl picturing everything that's wrong in her life and then making it into one solid mass that is there to torment her. It's going to be ugly as fucking Which is, shit. Which is actually why I uh, I both really like and hate one of the girls that uh, Nehru ends up saving later on in the series. Oh, I know the exact one you're talking uh, about. Well, speaking of Nehru saving people, there is something that happens at the, the tail end of this episode. Yes. Involving Nehru. Yeah, she, yeah, she has really just been trying to be that overachiever and has ended up becoming hospitalized um, from taking on too many egg missions at one time. Uh, but I, being the sweet sunflower that she is, decides to go and visit her in the hospital, and they end up becoming friends. Yeah, I forces um, her friendship on her. It is pretty cute. But to be fair, Nero needs a friend. Yeah. And I needs a friend. I mean, does Nero really need a friend after the special? Uh, um, with she needs her friends. She needs her friends more than ever, and they legitimately abandoned her. Uh, I don't you know, know, dude. She <laughs> probably has a pretty good friend. Episode fourteen. <laughs> Two, oh my! <laughs> Stop! Stop bringing up the special. There's so many. I have so many. Wait, what do you? There so is much. no episode. That, that's the so joke. Much. That's the joke. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. That's what Alex is saying now, so I'm confused. No, it, like, if there were an epi- because if there were an because you know how there's because there's 20 minutes of recap in the 40 minute episode 13, well, right? Yeah, and I think we I, don't you need I think two we can all agree episodes here. for fucking 13 episodes of anime. I don't even think you to, need to one. be fair. Okay, okay. No, you didn't need one. Neither Skate nor this needed one, but both of them got caught up with production shit. But, to be fair, if they wouldn't have had the recap during episode 12, and they still needed that special, I would have been, like, the 20 minutes of recap for the special would have made sense, because again, there's that three-month gap there. Most people aren't going to go back and rewatch the whole series, and then they could have done the new stuff. But instead, they they did the 20 minutes of recap, and then it seemed like they really had two full separate episodes and then they chopped them up and took like half from one and then half <laughs> from the other and did, did a super cut and were like, yeah, this, this is good. This is the episode. This all coherently makes also sense. more recap in episode 13 than there was episode. The recap took 26 minutes. My God. Oh, Oh, I didn't even look at the time, Jacob. That just makes me more upset. Because Let's just keep talking about I, I saw about I saw when the recap ended, and I saw there was like 19 minutes left per episode. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is 46 minutes. Yeah. And it's oh. more recap than episode. That's so rough. <laughs> All right. Um. So I then meet Rika Kawai, a uh, former judo junior idol um, who... Ask um, I to uh, Alex buy her eggs because she forgot her Alex. wallet. Matt, yes. can you introduce Rika Kawai the right way? So, <laughs> I have a little thing for you here, Alex. Her name is Rika Kawai, like Kawaii, but with one eye because she's so goddamn cute. Thank you. You know it's not you know you know it's not cute, guys. <laughs> yeah, she's a bully. Body she shaming. A bully. 
Yeah, body shaming is not cool. I mean, so she does not get her special intro. Okay I mean, yes, she does because she's that are adorable. Things to give you money. <laughs> but she didn't have to body. So, shame. a little bit about my girl Rika here. Everybody in this egg world has somebody that they're trying to save, and Aka and Uraka are very vague about how they go about saving them. It's just, you know, keep saving girls from eggs and your friend will come back to life. Uh, Rika's friend was not so much a friend as she was what Rika referred to as her wallet. Uh, This girl, Chiemi, was a little on the bigger side, but she was a huge fan of Rika because Rika was a junior idol and... She had this girl following her around like a groupie who would always just pay for whatever she was asked to pay for. Dude, I'm going to be honest. I was waiting for her to call Chiami a pay pig. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Oh my god. Um. So, long story short, uh, they were not exactly friends because it was not mutual. Um, one of these days... Rika said to her at, like, a fan event when Chiemi had gotten in line multiple times and waited the whole day to see her for a few minutes each time, uh, that they could never be friends because she'd never be seen hanging out in public with someone fat or but ugly. She said this for a good reason, because Chiemi was stealing things, and that's that's not good. Yes. It's true. Chiemi was, in fact, stealing things to pawn them off so she could pay for Rika's habits and fun she stuff. stealing from the probably, like, struggling business owners, or maybe rich business owners. I don't know. Yeah, she's we, don't, stealing we don't know from, if they have a Walmart. She's stealing from either the lower, middle, or upper class to give to the upper class, which is not very noble. But, um, in the end, Chiemi takes that very, very personally, as, you know, you, you would if somebody told you you couldn't be friends with them because you were too fat and ugly. Um, and she killed herself, shockingly. Uh, so that's why Rika's yeah. here, is to get her wallet back, is what she says. And that's yeah. when she asks I and, to pay uh, for her egg, because she forgot her wallet. Yeah. Not only this, but True. when she takes money from I, she makes it seem like she's done I a favor. <laughs> she does gaslight the fuck out of this poor friendless girl. Well, she has uh, one she's friend. She's trying to have a friend. Uh, she just made a friend last neighbor, episode, Matt. What do you mean? still not nice to her. She's level two <laughs> friendship. Yeah, they're like Kind of level. They're they're in their talking yeah. phase. Yeah, they're in uh they're in like Mob City level two friend slash crook phase. <laughs> but, uh, yes. You guys ready to meet some uh some fangirls with sugar daddies? No, can we keep talking about Rika? She's well. Actually, yeah, there is something I wanted to bring up before we talk about the fangirls. Was um. Rika does continue to kind of insert herself into I's life, again, probably latching on because she wants a friend as well, because she's probably lonely. Um, and I believe we uh, end up seeing a scene where she takes a bath over at I's house and just seeing the scars on her arm with the uh, 
razor blade right next to her, that was kind of hard uh, to watch for, uh, um, for me personally. I'll be honest with you here to spoil the later stuff. Or it's not so much, but like, it's just that initially, like, it, it sort of hit me, and then we never get that much more depth on it or anything. And it, it basically kind of becomes of like, how many elements of depression can we squeeze into this to make sure we, we give everyone some representation? And it feels like less yeah, right. story based than it does just like um, wanting, yeah, wanting that's to what give I was saying, someone to relate to. That's what I was saying earlier is that they could have really like dove into that with all four of these girls instead of like splitting half the time between that and then half the time between whatever the fuck 10, 11, and 12. Oh my god. Yeah, was much covered. like so, what even so, I argue even more so in this one because they were trying to cover so much for each character. We get that issue of having too many characters and not enough episodes to tell their stories to where like you can care a super big amount about yeah. all of them. Like the you My should. Hero Academia issue. You've got about uh, 30 well. characters that people love and you can only really give a backstory on like 5 to maybe 10 of them. I thought the issue that with that one was too many training arcs. Uh, not enough training arcs. I need more slice of life. Too much forcing no, extra no, 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 seasons no. because it's making a lot of money right now. No, they're not actually... forcing extra seasons. No. They're actually keeping pretty good pace considering how fast the manga yeah. is moving currently. Um, yeah, I need more what currently is going on in the My Hero Academia the manga. Problem, and though, less is what that was happening hog right now, and everything that is coming out no. now as the anime is cute and fun. But it's not as fulfilling as what we're reading. Good. Um, Deal no, with I, it. The show's not that good. It doesn't have to be that good to solid. entertain me. The but, show's a solid 7.5. But uh, back to Rika, because I'm not done with this frill yet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, she's she's inserting herself into Eye's life like you were talking about. Um she basically follows her home like a lost puppy dog. Her mom sees her and she's like, oh, you have a friend? And she gives her that same Rika kawaii, like kawaii, but with one, you know, introduction. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is all while I does not know that Rika's even behind her. Yeah, she, she, she just walks home like it. normal, <laughs> opens the door, and this cute blonde girl pops in behind her and starts chatting up her mom. What is that? Two casual home invasions yeah. now. She's she's great. I love it. But then her mom says, "We have cake from the store," and Rika is very very insistent after finishing her own cake uh, that she would like to finish I's slice of cake as well. Um, she's she's very pushy, very inconsiderate of other people's feelings. Like you, that's you're meant to kind of dislike her with this whole introduction. But uh, I think that's part of why I like her so much as a character is because I feel like, yes, I undergoes a lot of growth, but like this is the only real like character development. I feel like. um, yeah, this is right here. I, episode three is when I thought stuff was going to start like building up, but instead they start adding like more elements to the story instead of building on what we have. 
you know your pyramid can only get as big as its base yeah we really it was we got a very so, uh, wide base and we did not build very high yeah so the way this episode wraps up after rika's cute and rude and all that shit uh rika goes to the hospital to are we just level up her friendship with Nehru. are we just skipping the fucking entire like fangirls thing uh i figured we'd go back no i kind of no i want to talk about the well yeah no i want to talk about the uh the dream sequencing because i found it very interesting that led into the fangirls um because rika ends up spending the night over at i's house and they end up having a conjoined dream um but they end up joining in rika's dream and so i ask uh one of the Akas, like, oh, why do we join Rika's egg dream and not mine? And uh, they're like, oh, since you're both, you know, doing the egg thing, it you join whoever's feelings were stronger about whoever they were trying to save. And, you know, Rika's out here trying to save her wallet, and I is trying to save her literal best friend, but somehow Rika felt stronger about her wallet. I thought, I thought that was very interesting. That was something that I actually uh, no, was, like, interested and surprised by in this, and I thought kind of cool was, like, getting to see the depth of Rika and the fact that, like, you know, she's in that teenage thing where she's, like, too cool to have, like, real feelings, so she, like, calls everyone her wallet and stuff, but, like, you know, she cares deep down. Is like an actual yeah, that's what, age experience. Yeah, that's what actually uh Yeah, that made me um actually be a fan of Rika um with her introduction uh myself because up until then I was like, oh man, this girl kinda <laughs> well, she kinda sucks. Matt's been yeah. a fan the whole but time. Then that, yeah, problematic I, I'm drawn to toxicity yeah. apparently. But um I uh, think Hey, you said <laughs> I think a a thing about like Rika in this dream or Rika and I together in this dream is that this felt like it was going to be, like, the start of, like, squad missions or, like, team-ups as they, they're they inhabiting the same dream space rather than everybody having their individual bit of story being told. Um, I want you guys to know that's not the case, unfortunately. This is literally the only instance we get of them being physically within the same dream. And uh, it's it's hype as fuck, so I'm pretty upset that we didn't get more. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. This is another little droplet of stuff that we're not going to get more of. So uh, yeah, talk about these fangirls. Yeah. So in this dream, they are they are saving two girls at once, as there were two eggs brought into the dream and cracked. Um, Incidentally, the eggs uh-huh. pair up. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like there's yeah. some sort of manipulation to what egg cracks when, and it's not entirely random. But uh, we get we get K-pop fans. Who's to say? Or yeah, J-pop fans. We do get K. Um, uh-huh. and they they have killed themselves um, to follow uh, an artist that they like that killed himself or herself. I don't remember. They did the song. Yeah. I, I, it was a guy, right? I believe it was a guy. Uh, Yu Yu Hakasho. I mean, <laughs> wait, the name's Yu Yu Hakasho. No, his name's just Yu Yu. 
that's no, it's Yu Yu, but Picasso like, <laughs> just fits because you know the the anime. I was gonna say, we were that'd just be, talking about it recently, so his name being Yu Yu just made me think of that instantly. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Um, but yeah, so the Sino evils begin to attack, and uh, Rika and I, of course, fight them. Uh, at first, they're not uh, working the best as a team, um, actually hitting each other multiple times, and uh, Rika's arm ends up getting injured. Uh, the girls have some time to rest. That's whenever Rika actually tells I a little bit more about uh, Chimmy, um, like which we already talked about. Um, and then the Sino Ables end up breaking into the room that the girls are fleeing. Uh, they go upstairs. A few of the you know, evils go past Rika and I to uh, continue going after Miko and Mako. Of course, everything about these girls directly matches up. They are truly made to be best Yeah, friends. which is hilarious um, because I don't think they knew each other in real life, like in their daily life. I think they were just friends through this fan club of this performer. Like, they met at events, and it wasn't There's a no daily way. occurrence they had... that they hung out. I'm pretty sure they knew each other. Their names are fucking Miko and Mako. I'm I'm almost positive they said that they met at an event, and that's when they become friends. Hold on, I'm checking their wiki page. They've known each other a see while, if siblings. sure. Well, probably, yeah. And but... if so, their names probably aren't actually Miko and Mako. But this show isn't going to go that much into depth, <laughs> so I don't care enough. Nope, that's her best friend. They're not sisters. They're very connected. Uh, they attended concerts. Yeah, yeah. They're they're quite literally like I guess like soulmate best friends. Good for them. They're, except for how it ended. They're perfect I guess. for each well, other. No, d- definitely no, how it ended. Even how it ended, they're still perfect for yeah. each other. They both make fucking stupid decisions. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a little bit about these girls who are okay, pretty, anyways, pretty yeah. cool. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, <laughs> can I do this bit? Cause I thought it was hilarious. Okay. So these girls very frequently would go to concerts, meetups, you know, different events to follow around this singer, Yu Yu. Um, unfortunately that gets to be very expensive. So these girls together acquired sugar daddies, uh, queen shit. I, I don't know how old they are, yeah. but Not they acquired sugar, sugar daddies. daddies. And uh, that's how they financed all of their concert trips and festivals and meetups. And uh, it just goes to show you that not only were they terrible at making decisions, but they were going to follow those through to the grave. A fun trivia, Miko's egg weighs 96 kilograms. Why does that exist? I don't know. (laughs) It's on the wiki. Also, is that Um, heavy for an egg? That's heavier than... That's pretty 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 heavy, heavy, dude. 211 pounds. I don't think that's... That's a person's weight. So anyways, um, back to where we were. um, 20 eggs, 1 kilogram. I questions why Kota would uh, kill herself without even uh, ever talking to her about it, and then climbs up the stairs before they can 
by the Sino Erols can get to the girls um, with a new understanding of Rika. She affirms, uh, I confirms that they will work together as a team once they reach the top. Um, Miko and Mako have actually been captured by their wonder killer, who was a uh, who was actually a stalker of the artist that they uh, killed themselves after. And then um, the episode ends actually with Rika turning to stone. Yeah, there's a there's a really sick action sequence where they get their first like combo attack in, and it it lets you get that little bit of excitement, like wow, this is it, this is when it starts. Uh, Rika runs up and cuts off the tentacle that this octopus lady is holding the two fangirls with, and I runs up another tentacle and just bashes her straight in the mouth with her big old mace while she's distracted, and as they're falling out of the air, they catch the girls, and it's a cute little hero moment. But, uh, within, like, 30 seconds after, like, they land on the ground, and it's like, we'll protect you, wink. Uh, Rika gets blasted straight in the mouth and turns into stone by whatever this ink spew is. <laughs> um, I straight up think Rika died. Well, that's the thing is, <coughs> yeah, they're they're immortal in this world as long as they protect their eyes and their heart, which means apparently, you no, know, turning to yeah. stone is not something you need to be protected against. I mean, you know, as long as they have the, the Dr. Stone juice to thaw them out, it should be fine. Um, so we see that happen, and then I has to fight yeah. alone. You gotta make sure you have your bat poop. <laughs> but... Yeah, and then we go to episode four, where we actually start off with Momoe. Who is uh, sitting in a train car with an egg girl um, who opens up about how she was molested by somebody, uh, by the same person every day until she uh, built up the courage to help. And there we learned a quick lesson that adults sometimes suck <laughs> really hard. Yeah. Uh, because um, it was a father, or it was a person, it was her dad's boss, essentially. And then uh, she spoke up about it. Her dad was fired. And then her own mother actually ended up blaming her for her own, um, for her dad's fate. And, uh, yeah, and saying, like, oh, you sh how lucky you were to have been chosen. Um, by this man uh, whenever she's still a child. Um, and it was, that was just, I felt so bad for that girl. Yeah, um, this was like, a, this was a big moment. This is where, again, I started thinking that things were going to get cool. And uh, there was like some actual cool shit that happened in this episode, yeah. kind of. Uh, if you want to get to... <laughs> What's happening with I? There's some not yeah. cool stuff that happens. Yeah, we get a little bit of yeah, exposition, yeah, but it cuts away no, pretty quickly. No. Yeah, sorry. I had to uh, do the transition, how they did the transition with the episodes yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So yeah, we go from uh, we can go back to the eye stuff. Yeah, we go from talking about this little girl who was molested and this apparent boy uh, who's going to save her in Eggworld, which, you know, that's cool. First boy we've seen. Yeah. But uh, then it cuts away as the fight's about to start, or as the fight's about to, I guess, progress to its next phase. And it's just immediately back into I fighting solo, trying to uh, keep these two fangirls safe from an octopus lady. Yes. Um, but she's having a little bit of issue because kind of like with Dark Souls missions, if you start a boss with two people, the boss has health for two people. So... One of the players is incapacitated at the moment, um, so I uh, ends up slamming the is hit to the ground by a tentacle, um, and then Miko and Mako both give I a uh, their pen lights that end up turning into blades. So I guess the mace is like her default weapon, oh, wait, and then she gets they, like weapons based on the they level. They do the little song thing on. before this, don't they? Yeah, they were. Uh... <laughs> This is yeah, so they were yeah, fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, they they they. <laughs> this is what do you this mean? Is the dumbest the shit that happened all. in the anime. The fucking tentacles like launching at eye, and they start playing the song from their phones, and the fucking tentacle stops, and yeah. they're like, "A UU fan could never hurt another UU fan." <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the. Uh, so they use that opening, by the way, created yeah. with the song, uh, for I to walk up to this octopus lady who's just dancing around in a clearing, enjoying the vibes, and she just decks her because a Yu Yu yeah. fan would never hurt another Yu Yu fan. But apparently, I's not a Yu Yu fan, and the octopus lady yeah. just didn't know it. Dude, it was so Did fucking. But uh, then the octopus lady turned out. Not a Yu-Yu fan. Yeah, the octopus lady was playing dead. Apparently, uh, gets up, grabs the two fangirls, I guess, and uh, that's that's when I needs help more than anything. So upon you know having this emotional breakthrough, their most cherished items, these little glow sticks that they would hold up at concerts weaponize themselves for I and become dual blades, much like Rika has, but instead of you know, like scissors, they're they're like little lightsabers. Uh weird thing, by the way, I think we forgot to mention is Well Rika's uh the Well Rika's are box cutters, which is what she uses to uh to give herself those scars. Yeah, it's, uh, again, weird that Rika's weapon is so much more clearly symbolic than I's, which I guess is still symbolic as that's the pen mm -hmm. she carries around, but it just, I don't know. She seems like a, she seems like a pen clicker. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, so she gets lightsabers, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. This is true. Um, and they and then once Rika shows back up, they end up defeating the uh Wonder Killer. The girls say thank you and then disappear. Um 
Rika goes to look at Kimmy's statue, and she see she notices that it's getting a little bit warmer. Warmer, sorry. At the same time, Momoe uh, is fighting the uh, child rapist, and throughout the fight, he continues to just say disgusting things. Um, where, like he he just does. Um, he fires a barrier. Um, at Momoe um, to push her back, and there the in a moment of what like what I thought or like but kind of seemed like some desperation from the girl she the uh, girl that Momoe is trying to save leaves the train car and starts to undress herself and starts to um, tell tell the person to touch her. Um, Momoe then uses that opportunity to break through. Uh, the his AT field and stab him right in his pig mouth. Um, so that he can die. Uh, it um, sounds really weird, and then, but it was kind of a kind of supposed to be a powerful moment. Uh, because like when the little girl yeah. was molested and she called out for help, people came to help until they realized who it was. Like there was a group of people that pulled this guy off of her. But then they let him go when they realized he was rich and powerful, and she had nobody in her corner. So the thing was, I think, like, the tide seems to turn in these battles when the person who committed suicide has, like, that moment of realization, or, like, they have some self-worth applied to them, almost. Like, she realizes that Momoe here is, you know, fighting yep. and willing to die for her. So she goes out and tries to have that self-sacrifice, um, which is kind of, it seems really weird how it's presented with her just like, yeah, whatever, walking out and like, yeah, dude, diddle me, let's go. But uh, it's, th there is kind of like some gravity to it that I really appreciated. Yeah, like, it's. It's not her like it's not her giving in because she wants it to happen. Right, she it's not really like doesn't. It's, diddle me to save this guy. It's, her, it's like diddle me because there's it, somebody that's worth saving, or it's worth being diddled yeah, to save. Or, or she she's she finally knows that she has someone there that will truly help her as well. Um, but after the. The criminal dies. Um, the young girl confesses that they have fallen in love with Momoe, um, despite only knowing them, despite only knowing her for a small amount of time. And then she disappears while being held by her. Uh, the very next day, uh, we uh, transition over to Nero, or yeah, Nero, who's taking part in her rehab exercises again for being that overachiever. Where the uh, she's told that she's going to need a little bit more time, um, to be fully back in shape, but she just leaps right onto the air and lands on her feet to prove she's yeah, in good position. Does like a uh, full front flip, or like, yeah, she's like, I'm good to go. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm an AI baby. Um, um, Nero uh, leaves the hospital with I, um. And then on the elevator, she mentions how fighting in the egg world puts a heavy strain on their bodies, um, but still allows them to recover faster. 
you know, because Rika totally didn't tell us that earlier the that same episode. Um, weren't they going to buy eggs? And then, like, Nero pulls up with a, like, a limo. Uh, oh, no, they're going to Nero's, no, they're going to Nero's house. There, there they go. And it's there where we meet, uh, Nero's assistant, uh, Misaki Tanabe. And it is there that we are told that Nero is actually the uh, president of a large company. And um, she's a Mensa baby. And then, uh, yeah, and she's a Mensa baby. And we're told what Mensa is, and it's like a, well, just an organization for super they smart it, people. They do a, they do a fake Yeah, pl- yeah, sorry, plotty, yeah. But it's... But, yeah. It's Mensa. Yeah. It's just super smart people. Um, but... So that's how she's able to be a director of the uh, company, uh, which shocks I because I just thought this was a normal fourteen-year-old girl who also just happened to find this egg egg place. Although there has been like a and then, uh, foreshadowing of this because Nero talks about how she doesn't go to school either, but right, I just that's thought tr- she was uh, another yeah. fucking also shut-in. sad because she had someone kill herself that she wanted to save from Egg World. Yeah. Um <laughs> but uh then it then it kind of rotates back to Momoe again very briefly. Um yeah. where he's told she's by going to buy another egg, yeah. And yeah, and she's told that oh, other girls are buying these eggs and you should, you know, try to make friends. I think they say something about a sunflower. Yes, they do as like some sort of prophecy. Um key thing <laughs> here by the way is that uh Momoe is a female. Although, when she's introduced, yes. she is wearing khaki pants and a blue sweater, much like would be a school uniform for a teenage boy. Uh, as well as being tall, yeah. lanky, and having short red hair. Uh, and and broad shoulders. Yes. Very masculine, very mask-looking so, woman, but until, still, still identified yeah, as a woman. Yeah, until you start to learn about Momoe as a character, like at the very beginning, you're just presented with oh it's a boy in egg world this is new uh but this bit here where the akas are talking to her about yeah there are other girls you should make friends with them is like the confirmation that momoe is a female well no the confirmation Mm -hmm. was from Um, the fucking egg girl that she said like we knew well yeah araka thing was for fucking rika and iru to no, and then we get this super sexist thing about how uh, oh men are goal God. oriented, so they yeah. only kill themselves for like when they can't achieve their goals. But men are, uh, or women are uh, emotionally oriented to kill themselves, so that's why only women have eggs. Now, I think that is something that is lost in translation between Japan and America. Uh, don't say you lost know, in translation. No, that well, is, yeah, that's, that's, no, that's the wrong they way. They said it the same, it. same both ways. It's, no, it's no, that, it's a no, that's a, that's one of those things. Cultural difference is that no, in Japan, you know, no, that was one like of the, in the South Park episode where they consistently make jokes about the Japanese guy committing suicide. Um, it's it's a cultural difference, I believe. Well, 
the perception in Japan what? is. I don't even think it like at this point. I don't even think it's a like. I think it's a stereotype to think that like. That's what I mean. Like is, there yes. are there are like different like uh like uh gender progressions. Like it's definitely like more conservative socially in uh like Eastern countries, but at the same time like. If you're if you're in like the corporate world, which is where all of the writers in the studio, like they they know what they were fucking doing when they said this. Yeah, like it's very much sexist bullshit. But I think like you can somewhat at least tie it into the origins of like seppuku being male oriented, considering the fact that there were few I'm if not any going... female samurai. <laughs> I'm but not going I, back I'm to not samurai eras to fucking. I, I'm not about to say time. like it's okay because there's reason because it's not. It's it's fucked up and dumb, but also kind of funny. There is no justification for this being in the show. They could have thought of so many better reasons to be like why these are all girls. They could have very easily that. just said, "Oh yeah, there's a different egg world for boys." Yeah, there's a boys department out back. Like you guys can't go there. Like there's only. just a different rabbit hole that boys fall down, and they buy eggs from a boy egg machine. But yeah, boys yeah we buy used to have the eggs mixed, eggs. but you know how like <laughs> you know how that goes when a guy saves a girl fertilized. and doesn't get sex instead, so they go to r slash neckbeards. Then they no. stop coming back. We yeah, we made That's too many. That's why boys insoles. can't save girls anymore. They lost all their interest. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, we... <laughs> but no, uh, but no about the this the sexist thing. That was one of the things that I read in the articles. That was a disconnect with, up there between a couple of the main creators of the show. Um, Funnily enough, they so included one, that for such one, a short portion of this of this episode. Uh, yeah. Momoe shows up. They say, "Make friends, talk about how Momoe is a girl, and say there's no boy heaven," and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, anyways, Momoe goes, um, saves another girl, and then we see her deceased friend Haruka statue. Rika runs into Nero when she goes to uh, buy eggs. Uh, blada blada. Uh, pretty much all that happens afterwards is Momoe runs into Rika. And she calls out to her. Um, and then on to episode five. The one, this is, so the girl that Nara is saving throughout this episode is the one that I said that I hated. Uh, I believe. Yep. Yeah, because this is the one that, like, it's those three little bouncy balls. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the mop head. This was, uh, this entire episode yeah. kind of out of my brain. We did get some cute little scenes where we saw Nehru's weapon do cool shit. Yeah, no, um, the jazz that was going on at the start of it during the map during the action scenes was really doing it for me. Um, and then I also like the scenes of the girls um, actually just sitting around and like being friends and getting like the therapy that they all kind of need um, kind of giving oh, yeah, this is like going on the... uh, throughout their life. 
This is where we get um, the tickling, right? But yeah. Yes, I believe after they uh they go to Eyes House, yeah. I think. Yeah, in between the the Nehru fighting, we just kind of get all the girls interacting and like yeah, being friends and with each other. Fucking Super cool. Rika like pounces on Nehru, and I thought she was gonna like just beat the shit out of her, but she <laughs> starts tickling her, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is a much better dynamic. Uh, we also do yeah. get a little bit as they're on their way up to the room. Uh, Rika asks if there's more cake. Nobody cares about that. Uh, they mention Momoe is related to one of Ai's teachers, which becomes yes. semi-important, but not really important, I guess. Um, yeah, we actually probably should have mentioned that earlier, is that the one of Ai's teachers continually shows up at Ai's house, and throughout the show it's hinted that this teacher in Koito had some type of relationship with each other um that had to deal with uh Koito's eventual suicide. But the the girl's speech there at the end before we like kill her thing, um was not wonderful. And do either of y'all remember what the Akas were laughing about? You know I'm, uh, no. I don't even remember them laughing at anything, honestly. I just for all I wrote here, I have a note. Akka laughing. They were laughing at uh, Nero's ambitions or some shit. Uh, like it was something personal to Nero. Yeah. I don't know if it was like her ambition or like something she had like repressed because I'm gonna be honest, I <laughs> this is uh after episode six I stopped taking notes because I did not care about very much. There were like things in eleven that I noted, but like other than mm-hmm. eleven, everything from six to thirteen I have notes for because I just was pretty uh tuned out of what was happening. Yeah. Oh here we get um also, here in episode five, we get Momoe talking about her friend um, Haruko that she's trying to save, um, and that uh, basically uh, Haruko one day uh, before she killed herself um, confessed to Momoe that she was in love with her, and then Momoe just didn't know how to react, um, just pushed her away. Um, and so that that left her feeling pretty sad. Um, if, Rika, I, if I recall correctly, she like undressed herself while confessing yeah. her love to Momoe as well. Like it was very aggressive. It wasn't just a "I've been in love with you" deal. Oh yeah, no, it the, was the yeah. girl Momoe is trying to save. Like she made a move, and uh, yeah. Momoe did not like it because of uh she wanted to be seen as like a, a girl instead of a substitute for a boy. And exactly. That that was the thing going on there with that. Yeah. And uh shortly after that discussion, Rika actually suggests to the group that they should all stop buying eggs and uh Nero says that she cannot because anytime she thinks of stopping, um, her back hurts thinking of uh 
her sister that stabbed her there before jumping off of a bridge. Um, so then she goes and defeats the uh, that wonder killer. Um, episode six. Um, we got haters in the building now. Um, Jacob's favorite characters get a little upgrade. Yeah, they digivolve. Um, yeah, they did did evolution. Um, yeah, they're One no longer CWE. One of them stumbles coming around the corner and rips his fucking mask off, and now he's got some big old fucking angry teeth and a yellow face. He said, fuck it, mask off. Um, but yeah, they're no longer see no evils. They're called haters. Um, and they're a little bit tougher than the see no evils, so much for, so that I actually needs backup. So uh, the Yakas tell her to put the uh, girl back into her egg and they will get her something to help them out. So they sent her home with a couple of the pairs of the Kanye hater blockers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I, uh, so then the next morning I wakes up uh, for breakfast uh, with her mom um, where she tells her that she is dating uh, Sawaki. Actually, is that this episode? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, would upset I, um, given the events. Um, I is then asked if she's free that evening by her friends, uh, and so then the girls all meet up. Um, I is visibly frustrated, uh, given the news by her mother. Um, but then they just, uh, uh, she, you know, she ends up calming down and then they go to see Akka and Ura Akka. They congratulate them for, you know, surviving the haters. Um, uh, I also just want to say this has nothing to do with anything. Um, free Britney. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ship is whack, yo. Yeah, just just wanted to throw that out there real fast. Um, but and they present the girls with four necklaces, and they tell them not to uh, that these will help them with the haters, but not to uh, open them up here because the first person that they see they will imprint on as their mother. Um, so I actually really like the scene where all the girls like kind of open up their their little eggs. Um, would you like to take this one away, Matt? Do you remember which uh, which animal each girl gets? I actually had a bit that I loved, and yes, also, please and thank you. You are the best. Um, so for starters, right before they leave to open up their eggs, Rika says to Nehru that she hopes she gets the ugliest of the whatever they are. Only um, because Nero would not trade her. Yes. Uh, without knowing what anybody has in any of their eggs, she wants yeah. to trade. They um, all got the mystery eggs. So they all go home, and they're in their little nice isolated spaces, opening their eggs, which reveal cute little familiars. Um, starting with I, we see her cute little funky, like, hip-hop punk-colored chameleon. And it's got some goofy eyes, but it's pretty cute. 
uh, Momoe has a very small but very kind of cute crocodile with some big old bug eyes. Uh, Nehru has a purple snake that's nice and neatly coiled up. And uh, it's it's not largely remarkable, but it becomes pretty pretty interesting when you see what it actually does. Reminds um, me of Sasuke's snake. Yeah, honestly. It's uh and last but not least, obviously, is this weird miscolored turtle that Rika gets named Manon. Um there, there's nothing really fancy about them in their like baby forms like this in the real world. They're just small and cute, and they can they're summon so and banish them at will. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're they're incredibly special in Egg World. Mm. This is true. And then uh, I believe at the end of this episode, we get a nice scene of I running through the rain. Um, what I thought, actually, my first time watching was going to be a love confession or a or, or really asking Mr. Sawaki a question, but turns out she's just running uh, with vigor through the rain back to her school to tell Mr. Sawaki that she plans on uh, coming back soon. Yeah, I feel like this was supposed to be a strong moment, and it, it really just wasn't it, for me. See, I... My issue was, is I was really, it would have been a lot stronger if it was I running and then saying, like, I know what you did to Koito, end episode, and then that's the route we take, or something like that. I don't, I didn't feel like I had really gone through, like, enough, like, growth as a person, because it doesn't really tell you how much, like, time passes from her, like, meeting all the girls to now. For her to like really go back to school shows she was legit curled up in a ball every day on her bed level, and now yeah, she's running seems, running through the yeah, rain. Like, no one, no umbrella. Come yeah, on, like this girl is it's... going from being almost catatonic to headlong rushing through the rain in public to the place where apparently she was bullied so badly that she dropped out of school. Exactly. Um, to confront somebody who she's incredibly frustrated with, as if that's something we ever would have seen from her prior to this. Um, yeah. It's it's just kind of a uh, it's rapid growth, but too rapid. Yeah, and uh, actually, since I have a feeling this person's your favorite character, uh, would you like to talk about the next episode, Matt? Well, I'm before we take leave a back seat on this six. one. Oh, on this one. We leave episode six. Episode six is our episode where we finally get the title of the show uh, said in our dialogue. Because we always love that. We We do. We get Aka and Araka telling them that uh, protecting the little egg girl is top, top, that's top number one thing. That's the, it's Wonder Egg priority. Which. Yep. Felt ridiculous to me. The moment was like kind of emotional, but it's like, oh, they said it. They said the name. Yeah, you gotta squeeze it in. Yeah, this is true. Um, but okay. So episode seven. Um, it's a Rika-centered episode, actually. 
uh, I and all the girls gather around to uh, celebrate her birthday. Um, and whenever Rika arrives a little bit late, she pulls out a photo of five men and says, we're going to play Pick-A-Dad. Because uh, she, she had asked her mom, um, the only thing that I want to know is who my father is for my birthday, and her mother legitimately does not know. Um, so she just gives her the pictures of these men and says, good, good luck, sweetie. Where did it go? Sorry, boys. No, you're good. I will I will fill the air with some rambling about the Rika episode, just bits and pieces until you find where to put us back on track. Um Yeah, while while they had all the photos in front of them, she kept picking them up going like I think this one has my eyebrows and other things like that as if you know very slight genetic similarities would mm-hmm. be the uh the tell um that said I think it's kind of hilarious because we get a lot of story about Rika's mom yeah um without you know any real like backstory to it it's uh it's mostly like or i guess we get a lot of information about her mom without backstory mm-hmm. um we see rika come home she walks in and her mom's working behind a bar where it's presumed that she drinks with her patrons who are all lonely kind of middle-aged men uh yeah. explains why they keep coming back you know uh her mom's kind of cute but uh it seems to be a very normal thing for Rika to come home and see her mom just like blacked out on the counter or something or like by the counter. Yeah, her um, mom is not a very good parent. No, not at all. God. Like even she, as far as having a single parent goes, it it is not just having one parent, but it is having one parent who is almost as absentee as a parent who's not actually there. Yeah. Like who is literally absent. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And wild. uh and the I girl don't... that uh Rika will actually be saving for this episode um also had a little bit of a wild time with her parents as well. Because her parents sold everything uh for them to join in a cult. Uh that ended up participating in a cult suicide. And uh both the girl and the uh wonder killer for this episode i think given what day of the year it was and rika's feelings the things that they were saying to her were really really kind of getting her down to the point where she did just straight almost uh give up like she she was questioning why she's even fighting um almost to, to a point where she just froze and she was just gonna she was going to let the the wonder killer take a take her to the cosmos as he said uh, but thankfully we have best turtle Monin, um who wakes up or gets done fighting off the haters and ends up actually uh, saving Rika's life and putting a shot of shot of epinephrine and serotonin back into her uh, who helps her finish out this fight Sorry for cutting you off. 
Oh, I was just apologizing for cutting you off, but... Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't. You're good. Yeah, um, and, uh... Yeah, a little bit about Manon showing up and saving the day is what shakes her out of her funk is she realizes she can't be a shit mother like her mom because Manon sees her as a mother, or she is Manon's mother as she remembers what the Akas said about it imprinting. Exactly. Um, so that's that's a pretty big moment for her where she suddenly realizes that she has something to live for and it's not just to save Chiemi. Or, you know, she's she's powering through and now she has Monin, who is important. Yeah, she's she's worthy of life herself. And then um something that I really liked is at the uh, end of the episode is the little exchange between Rika and her mom, where her mom's like, oh, there's cake in the uh, the fridge, and they just kind of talk over it. I That scene... Yes, I remember, though, yes! Yeah, though it wasn't like a happy scene, um, her mom asking her like, oh, are you going to abandon me? And then Rika being like, yes, but today's not that day. Like, right, like it's... It's not happy, but it's progress, or they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, they're at, like, it seems like Rika's come to terms, like, I, like, you have been, like, shitty to me, so I have no right to, or I have no desire to be with you, but at the same time, I know once I leave, you'll be incredibly alone, so at least for now, you won't be as alone. Right. Um, I, I felt like that was a really strong scene. But mm. also, I feel like the resolution of her fight with the boss monster was really weird and kind of like hollow almost, especially when it was followed up by something that was actually like emotional and heartfelt, uh, yeah. where I... she was like, I'm going to keep cutting myself, but it's because it means I won't be killing myself or something along the lines of that. And it was just like, did we not just get a scene earlier where Monin came out of his egg or whatever of his own accord because, you know, you were about to cut yourself? But she didn't cut herself. No, she didn't. But, like, she, she says she's going to continue to. As she, if, want, she wants like, to. Like, like, yeah, it's better, but it's terrible. It's terrible that she still feels that way, but she... She's acknowledging the progress that, like, she needs to not. You're right, I don't... you're right. We, we're on the theme of progress, like her and her mom, so it's it's progress. She's no longer suicidal, but self-harm is not good, even though it's less bad. It is, it is a lot less bad. Still not good. Please don't do that. If you do self-harm, please, please don't do that. Yeah, and there's, get, a, get, there's a phone number help. for that. Yeah. You... But yeah, let's let's continue on. Um, we'll just skip the recap. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, which was unnecessary. But they were literally—it wasn't supposed to be a recap at all. They were behind on production. Um, but anyways, episode nine. Uh, Nero invites I and all the other girls um, over to her home. And during the visit, they she shows them uh, her best friend, a fellow Plotty scientist known as Kotobuki. 
uh, who is currently in a vegetative state after an attempt uh, uh, leaping into parallel worlds, which will be very important very soon. Um, she was actually a doctor I mean, of psychiatry. Yeah. It it may be important, but uh, you might just lose interest in whatever's happening here because they're adding so much to fucking shit that we haven't even, like, when we haven't even covered what we have yet. We're yeah, just, like we're saying fuck the meat, fuck the vegetables. We're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna jump over here to fucking a completely different dish, and uh, we're gonna leave all that over there. Yeah, I did find it a little off putting that we meet this Kotabuki before we even know who I or not I who uh, Nehru is trying to save. Uh, we know who she's trying to save, her sister, but we don't. We don't meet her sister, we don't see her statue, we don't see anything. Well, she said she doesn't want to save her sister. Well, yeah, she's doing it for her, not for her sister. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... It's complicated. Which, again, means we should get some explanation for it, right? No. Not... not let's... let's... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... Was I, was I asking a lot? You yeah, might have been asking, asking a too lot. Much. <laughs> yeah, you want them you're to asking a lot these from... plot holes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, about Kotobuki. Anyways, yeah. So she would like to do experiments, um, near death experiments, uh, trying to jump into parallel worlds to prove that they exist. Um, and one day she just didn't wake back up. Um, just so happens once again, the girl that uh, Nero is actually saving. Uh, during this uh, episode is a alternate world Kotobuki um, who does ask her to please just take vegetable state me off life support eventually. Um, but after, of course, confirming with Nero that she was one correct parallel parallel worlds do exist. If there's a veg if there's a ve- there's an alive vegetative state me in your world and there's an egg version of me now, then I was correct. And then, two, I like that they actually made the Wonder Killer uh, kill itself in this episode. That was I a thought, nice book. I thought that was a pretty nice touch, um, actually. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, they used knowledge to save the day. So remember, everybody, the pin is indeed mightier than the sword, even if you can't always use the pin to write a coherent ending to a series. Anything you know, anything y'all want to add on here? Uh just the entire addition of parallel worlds and world lines into this really just took it off the fucking deep end for me. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so clocked out of this, dude. Like, <laughs> is this is this where you said no? I'm like, you're trying to do too many things. We're we're already serial experiments lines, ex modica, magica, ex flip flappers. Now we're fucking Steins Gate too. You have 13 episodes, and you <laughs> wasted one of them as a recap. Pick a fucking direction. Uh, worst part is, they hadn't even planned on having episode 13 to this point. They still only had 12 to work with. So mm-hmm. with even less time, they thought, I have an idea. Let's add and alternate universes. This is after the fucking recap that they wasted a slot on. So, you know. 
fuck me, dude. I'm just, I. This is where I'm like, and then you know, it's just it, too ambitious. I think you just keep going. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we could complain all day. Let's let's roll. All right. Um. All right. So episode ten. It's a nice little Momoi episode. Um. They are tasked with with protecting Kairu a transgendered boy from his P.E. teacher who uh, committed suicide after he was raped and impregnated um, after he attempted to come out. Um, I'm assuming to a person that they trusted. Um, Uh, Yes. uh, Yeah. Um, And Momoe does end up protecting Karu. Um... And afterwards, they have a nice conversation where um, Karus does say, Hey, Momoi, I like you as a girl, and I'm a boy. And Momoi is like, I see you as a boy. And I was like, that's very... Thank you. Thank you, Momoi. And then um, Karu puts his jacket around her, which uh, another nice little touch here. I'm sure you caught this, Jacob, that... uh, the Karu's jacket was actually the uh, trans transgender flag, um, as well. Yeah, I might have caught it if I was like really that invested. But at this point, I was just kind of watching what was going on, sort of like, yep, yep, get yeah. me through it. I thought this was a cute um, episode, but like again, there there's uh, so much more they had to do that they needed yeah, to get done. But a, they just I, didn't. I know, there's guys. A, I know. There's a clock here, and I'm realizing oh. as this episode goes by that we're running out of time for any of this shit to matter. That's really exactly. what it is. Yeah, like it. There's we hit a certain point where there's just a cliff where it goes from hype, hype, hype. Oh my god, we need resolution, but they they didn't. They just kept trying to hype. Well, here's a. Non. Here's where I really started to question if the show would finish up completely. Because at this point, I knew that it wasn't going to end like completely. So I was like, you know, the show seems popular. It's well made. Maybe once episode 12 gets announced, we'll get a second season announcement, which tends to happen. So I was holding out hope for that. Then episode 11 happens. And we get the Akka's backstory. Um, and Yuraka tells Ai why he and Akka recruited the Warriors of Eros to the Egg World. Um, so pretty much years years ago, the two AI um, created an AI human named Frill, um, who they intentionally made to be unstable because they wanted it to be a 14-year-old girl. This is more stuff being added, but this part was kind of cool. So yeah, I was okay with this. Yeah, I really like this episode, but I feel like again, it it was just more halftime on like emotional drama stuff that I could have really excelled at, and then half like, on like sci-fi fantasy stuff that it also could have excelled at if it would have. Should they? Should they have resolved some of our actual <laughs> conflict? Yes. Was the fucking hairdryer bath pog as fuck? Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, that was pretty great. I'm not gonna okay. lie. All right, well, how... let's, ex- <laughs> let's explain who the woman was You're right. first. You're right. Um. So, anyways, um, after creating Frill, Aka or Aka, um, end up meeting a woman named Azaza, who's a fellow scientist, um, who's very interested in the particular field that these two have been working on. She's already read a lot of their papers. Um, and the two of them, uh. I guess become romantic rivals slash thruple with Azusa. Um and end up uh, Azusa ends up becoming pregnant and then one day while both of the Akas are out, uh, Frill goes in while Azusa is taking a bath and I guess has a real pog chat moment uh, and says I'm the woman of this house and throws it in. Thankfully, however, the baby was able to be saved. And Akka uh, beats Frill uh, pretty badly and ends up throwing also, her. He, yeah, he, he eats her down the stairs before. Yeah. He eats yeah. her down the stairs and then really beats her, um, which I thought was. I viewed it as unethical because this Frill seems to have consciousness but in his fit of rage um he is seeing her as purely as a machine that he built um so he then locks her into a chest um and then 14 years later um the daughter of Akka and Azusa um ends up committing suicide one night um which seemed very out of character for herself because she was always a very happy girl, always had a lot of friends, you know, very outgoing. And then they found her again in the bathtub with her wrist actually slit. Um, and then, uh, so Uraka uh, goes down the stairs where he knows that Frill is being kept and asks Frill what uh, she did. And she, playing dumb, but clearly knowing what uh knows what he's talking about, says, what do you mean? How do you know it was me? And then does her little thing. Which I thought was adorable and love how they made it a recurring thing. Yes. Um, and then also Rika clears the game. Um, we get to see Chimmy real fast. She disappears. And then um, we move on to episode 12. Nothing else important happens at the end of episode 11 or episode 10. Um, uh, excuse didn't... me. Episode eleven is the most traumatizing of them all. Yeah, they killed I don't know. the fucking Digimon. Yo, that happened in episode ten, and episode ten messed me up more because personally, I prefer oh, alligators. Eleven, they killed Manon. No, but in ten, they killed Panic. Yeah. Oh, that's that's okay. All right, backtrack to ten. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this. Um, at the end of ten. Um, when Momoe clears the game. Momoe clears the game. A bug-headed creature comes up and attempts to kill her, um, but Panic, uh, Momoe's alligator, real real cool-looking alligator, actually, um, ends up saving her, and which one was this? Was this Hyphen? Yeah, Hyphen um, ends up killing Panic, and then forces Momoe to eat Panic. Um, which then causes her to gain an innate fear of death, like even stronger than 
a normal person, and it appears as if she cannot eat fried chicken anymore. Yeah, there's a scene where she's at dinner at home, and a plate of fried chicken is put in front of her, like, family style on the center of the table. And she runs and throws up in the sink, like, instantly. Because Hyphen specifically said, oh, I heard alligator taste like chicken. And I just didn't want to talk about the pet deaths because those really fucked me up hard. We have it's it's the last <sighs> bit of real content that I feel like we I got. would have rather the girls had died than the pets. <laughs> you know, Jacob, I know you're saying this out of not nice feelings, but I think that might have added some extra weight to the story. It it would have hurt differently and i think also better yeah especially if it would have been at the end of their character arcs where like momoi was finally accepted as a woman and like accepted herself and felt beautiful and then bam she's dead rika accepts that she is indeed not her mother and that she is not a mean person and that she will no longer cut herself Bam, also, she's... like, she's paid back Chiemi, essentially. Yeah. Boom. She's dead. Naru gets her sister back alive and is able to join her best friend that she wants to, that she also wants to join in Not Alive Land. That one actually works out in her favor. But. Yeah, but again, we, we don't get nearly enough about Naru. Yeah. So. I feel like there's. Uh, we're actually about to get there. Would you like to say anything about Manon's death? It was honestly devastating because it wasn't even like an act of aggression. Uh, she clears the boss. That's great. Saves Chiemi. Um, mm. And then she goes over and like Manon's like nuzzling her. Only out of nowhere, he like throws her to the ground like 10 feet away. And a second later, a giant like ball on chain smashes through his shell and like obliterates him into a puddle and yep. the creature that comes down says uh you know dot doesn't care about killing or whatever just doing what hyphen did yep i mean you mean dota chan yeah <laughs> dude that thing sounded so fucking creepy it like, was yeah. so fucked they were so creepy but uh Obviously, Rika being Rika tries to attack for vengeance or, you know, whatever, to try and maybe save Manon. But, uh, easily, like, without even effort, uh, Dot breaks both of her blades with her bare hands, and Rika's just like, well, fuck, I can't win. Like, it's yeah. it's supposed to be a harrowing experience. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm scared of, of Dot and Hyphen. Myself. I mean, fuck, dude, like, just leave my pets alone. <laughs> you want to yeah. mash me into potatoes? That's that's one thing. Yeah. All right. We only got two. We only got one and a half more episodes to cover, boys. Let's do this. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> well, one full yeah, episode, and then special. <laughs> I, we've mentioned it enough times at this point. We have to. We are kind of committed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. All right. So clearly after the traumatizing events, Momoi no longer wants anything to do with the egg world, and Rika has become blinded by revenge, um, so she's no longer allowed to enter again. Um, however, 
I, who is still allowed in, uh, is now tasked with saving a parallel world version of herself, who committed suicide via drowning, which is extremely painful. Um, parallel world I's wonder killer is Mr. Sawaki, which, no surprise there. And here, I think, is where we were supposed to kind of get our resolution for the whole Koito plotline. Um, and knowing that, yes, Mr. Sawaki did have something to do with her suicide but no it was not because he sexually or like romantically did anything it's actually because he told her no um i is finally accepted that sawaki uh loves her mother and because he is loving her mother that makes her his her her his daughter and thus he has to care about her as well on um, the ch they end up defeating her um Kiara then comes after I completes the game. Koito doesn't even say anything when she comes out of the shadow. Chimmy at least said hello. Aruko like cried and ran away because she felt so bad. Koito literally just looked. She looked so pissed off that she was saved and then disappeared. So that was like, yeah, Koito, you suck. Um, Kiara almost kills Ai's um, chameleon. Forgot the name of it. Um, she ends up calling it back into the necklace. The chameleon uh, is named Leon or Leon. I'm not sure which. Thank you. Yes, I That's does end up family. saving. I ends up saving Leon by uh, calling Leon back into the necklace. Um, but since now Kiara can't kill it, Kiara then goes to get I. She does strike I's eyeball, but Parallel World I um, gives I her eye back. I, after realizing that herself gave her back her own eye, then cries. The series officially ends there. Um, up next is the special. 20 minutes of recap. Understandable because of the three-month break. Okay. 26 minutes of recap. Um, during the 20 minutes um, that happened, the gang essentially breaks up. Uh, Nero, uh, we learn officially, is an AI child as well. Um, we learn that all the people that they did save are back in the world, but they're not acting like the versions of themselves that they had saved. They seem to not have any memories or want to have nothing to do with them. Um, so they kind of, they did the 1% world line jump. Uh, as they watch Nero's dream recording, they discovered that Nero also cleared the game, um, saving her sister, but she is now forced to stay in Eggworld with Frill because she got three on one. Um, because she is also an AI um, built by Kotobuki, actually, in Aru's image, who was her sister that stabbed her. Um, she stabbed her because Nero was better than her at everything and she couldn't stand that. Um, I has transferred schools and has drifted apart from everybody. Um, ends up not even answering the phone call whenever she could have potentially saved Nero. Um, but then she remembers how much her friends meant to her. Then she runs back to Aka and Uraka um, and say, I Oto is back. And then we get the ending. And that is all the episodes of Wonder Egg Priority. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Which one of you wants to go the, first? Uh, I'll, I'll go first, just because I have a bit here. Uh, if the recap 
of the special episode sounded like it was rushed or forced, it's not because it was, it's because there was that little content. Uh, yeah. that, that being said, fuck, dude. God damn it. Uh, so, uh, we kind of poured our heart out about these characters already. Uh, you guys um, got any favorites, though? I didn't talk enough about the characters. I kind of let y'all do that. Um, let me go down the list real quick. I, Oto, uh, very lovable MC. I felt super bad for her watching her for, through this whole journey. Felt great. The recap kind of made me not like I as much, so I want to pretend like it doesn't exist, but it does exist, and that's okay. She's still a teenager. She's still growing. It happens. I understand, but I still think that she's like a good character overall. Rika, um, I didn't like her very much at the start, but seeing that she did actually care about Chimmy, and I feel like she just wanted the best for her. Um, and she went about that in a very negative light, um, considering that she was, at the time, trying to be a bigger idol. She didn't want to be associated with anybody that stole. Um, Nehru, I honestly feel like we just missed a, a whole episode for Nehru if we were going to where she was stuck in the world with Brill. That's why I really hope we get a season two. Um, and Momoe, uh, I wish that trans rights were in a better place in Japan, because I really don't think we got enough time with Momoe and that whole plot line um, overall. Uh, in addition to that, we did have a brief discussion about it before, uh, Jake and I at least, but we've we've concluded that it's Momoe has little to no actual like relationship to being transsexual. Um, I I was confused by that upon the initial watching of it. It's uh, confusing that, but, like, you know, I'm confused by a lot, so that doesn't it's, say much. It's it's more the it's, body dysmorphia route, right? Yeah. Um, it's, and I feel like, given again, I feel like just given the how that topic is in Japan, it's not something that they wanted to super explore very much since clearly somebody that was working closely with the script and where the show was going was already sexist assuming right. they're not very um al ally friendly to say the least right well, it, As it just, it seems... it's yeah go ahead jake it's like obvious that she's not meant to be a trans character because she doesn't like that people view her as a boy she like had that one issue with her like uh the chick she was trying to save because she viewed her as a like substitute boy, so she's having like a trans identity pushed on her by oh, others almost. Yeah, key thing but to like, mention. I think her name was Haruka. Uh, not only did she not remember Momoe, but she pretty much immediately went and hooked up with a, an older boy that asked her out after coming back to life. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, again, it's just I agree with weird... you, Jake. It's a weird I, character route to go where I'm confused what they were trying to do here exactly. Right. If it wasn't supposed to be like a I think in the exactly. But. I think in the original parts of the script, Mumway was probably meant to be a trans character. Right. But I like I maybe they had to walk it back some. 
Yeah, I think the sexist person showed up to work that day and said, not in my show. So well, there then they are attempted like, to kind of go the body to Tori. I do like that they use the like hard trans label for talking about Kaoru, though. At least that one. Yes. Is, uh, yeah, that's yeah, another cause of my confusion. And like maybe this character is just supposed to like, it could just be that it's supposed to like sort of represent like, I guess, like masculine I, I think... presenting women. Being like, I, I okay think it's truly that. body dysmorphia. Yeah, truly. I think that's truly what it is, or dysphoria. Right. Well, it makes sense, One yeah, because two. earlier on, uh, Momoe, when she's looking into the mirror of the shops when she first meets I, is having that whole little crisis, and I talks about, well, I guess says something about her being a boy. I think that offends her, and later on. Nehru talks about how long her neck is, and that makes no. her feel a lot better. No, I uh, immediately uh, notices that Momoi is a girl. She's like, oh, what a pretty girl. Oh, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, I, and yeah, Momoe I, I forgot and then, that bit. And then Momoi is like, oh, you, you, you think I'm a pretty girl? And I was like, of course, you're so tall, you're like a model, your neck, your hair, your skin. They get into the bit about Adam's apples being sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's... Yeah. It's it's fitting to the the recurring issue of this show trying to go too many directions but refusing to commit to any of them. Right. Yeah. Um but yeah, um so now that I was able to gush about the characters, um who are y'all's favorite characters real fast? Well, the jump and jelly beans obviously. <laughs> My, that's my a lot. All right, which one? There's two different forms. You the gotta one pick that one. Falls True. over and turns into a hater, which is also yeah. my favorite moment. <laughs> is when he falls over and turns into a hater because it's so cute watching him trip over his little feet. Also, that's the most Digimon we get out of the entire series. Yeah, I All went right. back and rewatched that part <laughs> times because it looked so funny falling over. All right, how about you, Matt? Uh. Now, you guys are going to be surprised by this, but it's not Rika. It's my guy, Manon. Knew it. Yep. Okay. That wasn't surprising at all, Matt. Shut up. You know what? Now I'm changing it. It's Rika again. Nope. It's locked in. You know what? I'll I'll do you a solid. You can have them as a pair, because on Bacchano, I'm I'm claiming two characters as my favorite, because they come together. You know what? I will graciously accept this life preserver that you've thrown me. Do you have You're a do you have a moment, Matt? Uh, I mean, it's gonna very clearly be the uh the very brief squad team up that we got. Uh, when Rika turns to I and says something along the lines of, after earlier saying you have nice legs, you can be a backup dancer saying, all right, you've been promoted from backup dancer, let's do this thing. Uh, that felt real good. Yeah. Um, I, I think my favorite character is probably going to have to be I. Uh, to be honest, I did buy an I hoodie. I plan on buying <laughs> another one. Um, buy me one, too. I'll wear the fuck out of it. Damn, I should... You know what? I'll, I'll buy you another one. Um, no, I'll probably but, end up getting my own. Sunflowers are pretty rad. No, they are. You know, just get a Rika jacket. <laughs> Jacob, Dog, red want... leather, that's where it's at. I'm not confident enough for it, though. 
Ah, uh, you got it, Jacob. You want a Nero? Uh, you want a Nero Jess, or do you want the uh, Momoi uh, outfit? I I want I want nothing to do with giving the makers Would you like of the a... show money. Come on, Jakey, let's dress you up like an American girl doll. Yeah, we can dress you up like I... a see no evil. <laughs> I I really I have, have a no mask. interest in, <laughs> All right, in any uh, merch but... from this show. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Uh, um, yeah. But my uh, my favorite moment would probably actually have to be the scene of the uh, girls hatching their eggs. Um, to be honest, That's a good one. that whole scene was just very very well put together. Um, but do y'all have any final thoughts before we uh before we score this? Um, if uh, it, we were not doing this podcast, I would have abandoned this around episode three. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, can I have a separate score for episode one through seven and eight through the special? One through twelve and the special alone. Take it or leave it. All right, all right. I'll work within those. All right. I'm I'm just doing the whole show because it's 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 Fair. not far enough. And thirteen is literally just I think supposed to make up for the lost recap episode that they didn't get to complete. So yeah, it's um, final uh, for me. Um, you know, I still do really like this show, special with withstanding. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that are good about the show uh, that are really good about the show. I think there's a lot of potential in a lot of the things within the show. Um, I don't think there's a lot of pure focus on wanting to go down one specific route within it. Um, and they, like Jake was saying, they wanted to do a lot of different things with only 12 episodes. Uh, so if somehow, um, if they could change um, the way that anime is aired in Japan, I feel like things like this would happen a lot less often because it's not just a Wonder Egg problem. Like, this has happened with a lot of other shows as well where there's a lot of things to like about them, but because of just how the production schedules can be, um, things can get kind of backed up or people not being, uh, I don't want to say socially progressive, but just decent people and, like, understanding can also greatly affect um how an, how an end product turns out here. Uh, but overall, I still really, I, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed my time with Wonder Egg uh, myself. Um, but Matt, have you figured out your scores? Oh yeah, I've got you. I've got you. All right. So the special gets a very special score of uh, two out of ten broken eggs. Okay. Now, episodes 1 through 12, unfortunately, uh, 8 through 12 drag this down quite a bit, get a solid 6 out of 10 arm slices. Ooh. Alright. I just have a hard time going higher than that, because, again, like, with all the recap, with one episode being completely wasted, and then further them trying to add like building blocks like base building blocks in the final two episodes or even as late as episode 11 they just completely decided we're going to exposition dump thrill for you 
and not give you any resolution. That mm-hmm. that just kind of that hurt me in ways that I don't understand myself. Yeah, that, I also feel very left out. Like I really genuinely either need like a full on like movie for this, still even with the special, or I need a season two. Like I'm not right. gonna die, but if they can like actually pay the animators and give them a decent schedule for that to happen, well, I'll gladly it, take it. You know even what? If it's I'm not gonna... good, it would improve my score with the fact That's... that there is continuity from this as opposed to the ending just being I'm gonna keep going. Adventure. Here's here's my problem, is that okay? So uh, uh, this is getting added to the the final thoughts column, but whatever. It's it's they have this problem of like going too many directions and adding too much shit, and not committing to any direction, and then episode twelve airs and people feel like it didn't have enough closures, so they give us the special. And what do they do with that special? They add another fucking direction. Where they need to like go save fucking Nero now. So even if they did a movie, it's gonna do that. We're we're gonna be going to fucking save Nero or something. We're not gonna get any fucking like more of the like shit like concluded. It's it's just it's such a mess. And the fact that they weren't like self aware enough to realize like what the problem was and then air the special and like sort of resolve that yeah, stuff. Like they had their opening had another time. unsolved direction. It's like, what are you doing? You can't just fucking write a script and then like you like you can't like write the script and then just start adding shit in as you go as you think of it and then not go back and like patch up those holes that that left. So that's that's fair. You, yeah, like that's you really hit valid. the nail on the head with that one. It's that's valid. I feel like if they actually did go through the whole like movie production, hopefully I'm hoping they would Grant get some self awareness or be like, okay, we're just going to do this plot line for this, like this, like we're doing a movie, like we're just doing this plot line, like if it's just saving Nero and we're actually gonna get like the full thrill thing, like fully explored. Why the fuck are they called the Warriors of Eros? Why do we have to fight Thanatos? What the fuck? Like, yeah, um, yeah, like even the... if they did what Made in Abyss did with their movie where it had a very dedicated theme, but they helped push the progress of the overall story while the story at that point for the movie was dedicated to the theme. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, here's the final grievance about that, is the this is like, this seems like something that I'd watch, and it would be like, oh, well you know, this is just not great because it got rushed and, like, I'm going to read the manga and it'll probably be better. But there's no manga for this. It's an anime original. So, like, there's no excuse for this. Like, when you make an anime original, you need to fucking, you need to close up your plot holes. You're not trying to squeeze anything in. You wrote the script for the schedule. It's... The schedule that they did fall behind on, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed because, like, I, if there was a manga of this, like if I saw this, I would I would probably just read the manga and it would probably like give me some closure on the whole thing just being a mess. But there's no manga and yeah, like, th- meaning that there's issue. no real way to yeah, there's no real way to like get full closure for all of this other than to completely reboot the series, which they're not going to do. This will just this is always going to be like this. All right, give it a score, my man. 
this is getting a, a five out of ten. Uh, uh, just immeasurable disappointments from me. I get it. Um, I get it. I do. It's and most of that five is really coming from the animation, the production. Cloverworks did such a good job just animating all of this. It's the most well produced anime we've done so far, which makes it so disappointing that it's getting the lowest score so far for me yeah. anyways Matt as well but he's only done two episodes and a ghost episode also I yeah, think it's I'm getting basically uh, I'm basically a hype man like I want to enjoy everything that we're covering so dude I thought you were gonna have a positive take on this because you kept saying did you watch Wonder Egg yet did you watch I, I Wonder Egg yet really positive <laughs> feelings in the I middle just, they just, just evaporated was... so quickly at the end well, yeah, the recap just, really like they did not take that's that. That's what recap it was. Well. They they killed my momentum with it. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's the exact spot. That's the exact spot where I think they had like a production meeting, and they decided right. to go the decided to throw in that shit. But um, for myself, now what's yeah? Uh, I want to give it a higher rating. Because of how, because like, for me to like just instantly fall in love with this show, episode one, it like, it really has got to like touch me, like in my heart, and like my brain at at the same time, you know. And and Wonder Egg does that. It did it again with me knowing everything going into it that I did from watching it all the first time, um, well, in which I also... gave it. Uh, you watched to like episode ten last time, right? No, I watched the full show. I watched. Oh, you watched full. Okay, I, I thought. I, I thought you. No, I, I thought you did the skate the infinity thing with this one too. No, no, the skate one. I was like, I was watching it dubbed originally, then I switched over to the sub because I was just enjoying it so much, and then I ended up having to like a bunch of life stuff happened. Okay. I just put it on hold for a while. Um, All right. Well, then never it, mind what I was gonna say. Yeah, but I'm gonna actually have to give a uh, Wonder Egg a nice uh, eight Egg Girls out of ten, um, and that's just episodes one through twelve. Uh, the special itself, I'm actually gonna have to give the special a uh, solid four terrible Egg Girl Oblets out of ten. <laughs> Uh, because I was really excited for the special. I really liked 10 minutes of the special, but I genuinely feel like the time for the special would have been better spent if they just would have fit two episodes in there instead of an over an overly long recap, followed by, again, just two spliced episodes to fit into that 20-minute spot that they had. So a little disappointing that that's what the special ended up being. Well, to bring us back up, I've got something special here for the ending. Uh, I'm going to be reading a couple of uh, Google reviews of uh, Wonder Egg Priority. Oh, boy. uh, Coming in first, we've got uh, Adavi Darian with, uh, in my opinion, I think the egg is very big. I don't know, man. I don't watch it yet. He gave this a one out of five. Okay. 
Um, where's that other one I had? Uh, oh, here oh. it is. This anime was trash. Your lie in April was better than this anime. This anime is hot dog water. This makes me want to self-harm like in the show. Oh my god. Um, Wow. First things first, I know people that use hot dog water to make their mac and cheese. That's disgusting. Yeah, but anyways, just thought I had to fit that in there. uh, Last, we've got uh david achukwo one out of five says uh need friends to play slash grind league of legends with my name is eat more milk okay so if you play league of legends i don't know if his name is eat more milk okay or just eat more milk and he was saying okay but But he didn't uh, put his elo yeah i mean maybe he just wants to play norms but uh, I'll play. Down. I'll play blinds with uh. Those are David. This one. This one doesn't have a whole lot of Google reviews, so I couldn't find as funny of ones. But uh, I'm gonna do this oh, every funny. week that I can find good ones for. I Better. saw a comment on the wiki under the synopsis of one of the episodes that just said, "My brother watches this" in all lowercase letters. <laughs> Why is that so and, funny? I don't know, but it was, like, in the middle of the season. I think it was, like, episode four or five or something. I went to look something up, and I saw that, and I'm like, how do you even get here? <laughs> My brother watches this. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's all we've got for you guys this week. Uh, Alex, what are we going to be covering next week? I don't, uh, well, next week we will actually be covering, uh, 86, which will be, uh, officially the most recent show that we cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, if you haven't watched that, you definitely should, uh, so that you can tune into our episode next week and not have anything spoiled for you in the process. But, uh. Because we will spoil you in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, the intro just right off the bat will probably spoil something. But yeah, yeah, Alex, where can they find you if they want to reach you with anything? Uh, If y'all want to reach me, um, you can do so at the uh, Anybody's Podcast um, on Twitter at Annie underscore Buddies or at my personal Twitter um, at Nyhalzeppoli. How about you, Jacob? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tasteful Toe Picks. Um, yeah, and uh, if you want to reach out to Matt, uh, think again. Yeah, I intentionally abstain from social media. So uh, you guys will just have to deal with getting a dose of me whenever I show up for an episode. Might I suggest manifesting a Matt account? If you uh, believe in manifestation. That's true. Or you could also try astral projection. This is also true. Arguably the cooler version. It's true. If you have the talent to do it, I'd love to see it. So hit me up. Also, if you go door to door in the mountains, you will probably find him eventually. All right. Well, that's about it for this week, everybody. Um, don't forget, if you have trauma or anything mentally you want to talk about with someone, um, either seek professional help or a trusted friend, not a trusted adult. We've learned they can't be trusted and drink some water. 
Do not it's take eggs from strangers. According if you are to Mr. going through those troubles. Yeah. Yeah. According also, to Mr. Sawaki, adult love is gross and self-serving, so don't trust them. Well, that was the bad version of Mr. Sawaki. Uh, was he wrong though? Um, I like to think he's wrong. I. Tr- but. <laughs> This you is know, why I right. end up with girls like Rika, and you end up with girls that like you. Um, we'll see you guys next that. week. <laughs> yeah, thank All you for having time. me. See it's later. been great. <laughs> Y'all have a great week. Drink some water. <laughs> <laughs>